0: this is YouTube.
1: And this is Air Flight, Flight Entertainment.
0: Entertainment. Yes. And we are in Thursday, which is the throwback. So uh, us being Californians uh, out here in Air Flight Entertainment, we got to do a review of a movie that takes place in Beverly Hills. We're not talking about Beverly Hills, Scott. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, we are doing the 1986 classic. Down and Out in Beverly Hills, which sort of keeping the theme of this year that we keep doing movies that were remakes of old movies. Mm-hmm. This is a, a remake of a French movie from, I think, the 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as we like to do anytime we have a throwback, what happened when this movie came out? What was happening?
0: Well, it's happening in January 1986. Um, well, I mean, we're. Well, people on the East Coast and Midwest were stand asses at home because it was January nineteen eighty six um and watching t v yeah i was
1: I was in South Texas so uh, whatever
0: still, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah we, we don't care about your warm winters <laughs> while we're in blizzards <laughs> and eating your asada. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> uh well, we were freezing watching from going from five to one, uh Golden Girls, uh Murder, she wrote, uh, Cheers number three, all family ties, the Keatons, and of course, Hospital's holding it down with Cobb Show. And the song, another one, I thought this came out a year before. Uh, was uh, that's with Friends of Food. Uh Diane, I mean, Dionne Warwick and Friends. Oh, yeah.
1: In my mind, that's like an 84, 85
0: song. Yeah, that was 86. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, because well, it was January 86. So it was probably, probably came out in
0: 85, but true. Yeah. It
1: was not number one until January. It,
0: it, was, it was through uh, March. Holy shit. No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, February. February.
1: Oh. Yeah, no. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, people wanted to, you know, be happy and be friendly with people, you
1: know. (laughs) It's true. It's It's true. true. And this movie sort of uh, Hmm. encapsulates that song.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and so forth. And it all worked out. (laughs) They should have had. That's what France are for in this movie. But you know, it came out later. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. Now, this movie uh have a nice punch of a cast. Uh, we have Nick Nolte, Richard Dreyfus, Bette Mittler, the Bett mitler uh, the late great Elizabeth Pena, and uh the man himself, Little Richard. I mean, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs>
1: uh, and Little Richard is by far the best part of the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was always, always, hope, always wish that they did a spinoff movie just following him in the neighborhood.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Like, how hilariously awesome would that be? <laughs> and then every now and again, you walk past, you know, Richard drivers and them over across the street doing their shenanigans. But we're following <laughs> Richard. <laughs> oh.
1: So this movie is about a rich but troubled family that finds their lives altered by the arrival of a vagrant who tries to drown himself in their swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does take place in Beverly Hills. If if you want some, like, classic Beverly Hills scenes between Beverly Hills Cop and this movie, mm-hmm. it's just, even today, when you drive around Beverly Hills, it, it feels and looks the same.
0: Yep. I'll tell you. And that, it did not change.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, you could literally like, throw on like an 80s song in the car and just drive around like Beverly Hills. It's like, yeah, I'm back in 1980, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so a little bit of little talking heads or yeah. uh, LA. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you'd basically be in the middle of
0: this movie yeah pretty much uh yeah so nick nolte is our bum jerry he's the one that you know uh you know him and his dog uh you know they roam around getting their scraps you know doing their daily thing and it intercuts with the the Whitemans. <laughs> and I just love how like on the know some things so, like the Whitemans the Whitemans <laughs> oh, so we have Dave Whiteman uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and Jer- I mean Jerry's last name is Baskin which is basically like a basket case
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. And so um Dave owns um a hanger factory, right? Is it a hanger factory?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all of, you know, the hangers uh from stars to your closet, he provides. Uh he's like almost a monopoly in the hanger manufacturing. <laughs> um oh, he's the big cheese, so to speak. Uh yeah, and then we in the family, we have Jenny um, we catch her for a hot second, but we kind of drop in when she's going back to her university, right? Because she was in Beverly Hills visiting her parents.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we we first meet the family Thanksgiving. So she is back from school for Thanksgiving break. Um, and then she leaves and she comes back for Christmas break. But yeah, she's off at, at university.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see her. She goes. Um, and then we uh then we have Max, the the younger son, even though it didn't look like he it looks like he was a little older
1: than her. <laughs> but, yeah, that could have been yeah. Yeah, the younger brother looks older than the sister, but you know, maybe he just aged quicker. I didn't I didn't go down the rabbit hole to find out the ages of yeah. all
0: the characters. No, that, that's fine. Well, that's, that's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, and so he's uh, he, he's more of an avant-garde student filmmaker
1: (laughs) Um, even his mom uh, Bette Mendler says that he's going to be the next Steven Spielberg which I think (laughs) is classic canon that Spielberg used to record everything around the house
0: and make his own little mini movies. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean good luck to you, Max. Um, so yeah, so we have that and then we have uh Carmen. Uh she's the the maid that provides and services, amongst other services around the house. Uh, and then we have the wife, Barbara. Uh, so how would you describe, Bar- like, a eight- how would you describe Barbara?
1: It's an 80s housewife, like, of Beverly Hills.
0: The real 80s and, housewives, of Beverly yeah, yeah. housewives?
1: The real housewives of Beverly Hills, <laughs> but just imagine with 80s clothing uh, <laughs> and decoration, pink walls, big shoulder bl- shoulder pads uh lots of hairspray mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean and as superficial uh rich Beverly Hills folks do they kind of spend money on you know uh shamans and yogis and,
1: all and, that and dog dog psychics dog psychics and-
0: <laughs> yes and you know it's so funny like every time i this movie pop in my head the dog is the first image that comes in my head uh
1: yes Uh, i forget what his name is in the movie but his name is in real life was mikey uh (laughs) he did get top billing with the actors nice Um, so it was introducing mikey on, (laughs) on some of the the tv commercials and posters because he was such a a big character in the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, Yeah. He was responsible for, you know, two big sequences. Like the only thing you do was just hit the alarm and have a security company uh, come out of the house and bombard the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> yes. But also like, uh, once Jerry is in the house and, um, Carmen and Barbara, B- Bette Mentler's character, are concerned that there's like a, a homeless man, a vagrant that's going to be sleeping in the in the swimming pool, in the pool house, because Mikey the dog warms up to him so quickly and Mikey hates everyone, they start to trust Jerry. hmm
0: Yes. Yeah, so they found... <laughs> yeah, so this is after Thanksgiving where uh, Jerry loses his dog and pretty much life isn't worth living anymore cuz he lost his dog you know <laughs> it was funny and sad at the same time like you know the dog try to wakes up jerry you know but she go <clears throat> so the, but the dog go to like the jogger lady with some a bag of snacks and the you know and you know and the lady nice lady like oh you know no you want to come with me you want to come on let's go let's go <clears throat> and the dog kind of stops and looks <laughs> Jerry sleeping, <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I gotta live, Jerry. I gotta live, Jerry. I gotta go for mine." And so the dog just go with the <laughs> with the smart, you know.
1: The dog had an opportunity to go be pampered uh or stay with his homeless owner, and he went with being pampered.
0: Yeah, you know. So, th- so if so, with that, you think that he was subtly he subtly um was kind of re like kind of it was like a reverse action of what the dog did to him, but what he's doing with the white mens
1: a little bit, yeah, yeah, I mean he's being pampered by the dog went off to be pampered by uh, a rich white lady, and Jerry's character is being pampered by a rich white family
0: the way- yeah so it was weird like he didn't know what the dog his like the dog's outcome but he kind of went the same path <laughs> so to speak as his dog <laughs> yes yeah um so
1: yeah so when we meet uh Jerry he is homeless and he he finds uh a um, the backyard with a swimming pool that the door is not locked, and he goes in there to to kill himself by drowning. And um, his character is saved by Dave. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character, Dave. And it's something fascinating about the movie. So when Dave sees that someone's drowning in his pool, he's up in his bedroom and out on the balcony, and he sees, and so he's running through the house, call nine one one, call not nine one one. And this movie was credited for increasing, I think, either the use or the the awareness of 911 because of that scene.
0: Wow. Interesting. And then it's funny you have Batman Miller coming by
1: I doubt 911.
0: Oh wow, that's that's hey, It was subconscious, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So They save Jerry and Dave feels like he's in the middle of like a midlife crisis and Mm. he doesn't know what he's doing with his life. He just knows he makes a lot of money. He's uh, sleeping with a housekeeper and he hasn't had sex with his wife in nine years. Mm. And so he just, he needs something different in his life. And so he captures like, he decides to take Jerry into his life and basically live vicariously through him and see a different side of Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the same time, you know, Jerry is, you know, kind of whipping his charm around the family, you know, like for instance, you know, he have a heart to heart, like real talk with Max and, you know, he, he catches Max kind of putting some red lipstick on and, Jerry's like, oh, you know, you should do orange, you know, kind of in passing, you know. So Max is taken aback by that because, like, he tried to hide it. But, you know, Jerry's like, look, you have to, you know, you have to pretty much live your truth. You know, like, you know, your parents are going to support you. You just have to let them know. (laughs) Yeah. And so Max is like, oh, whoa. Okay. yeah, and then you know Jerry work his charm on Barbara and kind of find out Barbara just have nine years of just pent up you know aggression <laughs> that uh Jerry figured out to release in yoga pulls or muscle pulls and other things <laughs> so the more you see how he win the family each family member over the more you wonder like who he really is because you know he to- he kind of tells family members these stories like about his background like his upcomings and where he's been and things like that it's you always like mm, really
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's basically like what he's doing is classic improv Or as any kid that's grown up in a tourist tourist destination knows that it's lots of fun to make up stories to sort of fuck with the tourist, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's he's doing the same thing. He's creating stories to create this picture of himself that will appeal to the white men's and fill these holes that they have in their their life, and so. Mm Um, and their perception of why someone might be homeless and that right. it's you know it, it could never happen to them because he had all these horrible bad things that went wrong in his life. It's not just that he decided to go off in that direction Right.
0: exactly. and plus, like <clears throat> it's kind of like you know the game, you know, and Jerry was just exploiting that like you know, so Dave there's a scene after the, the ambulance is called and you know uh Jerry's out the pool he was kind of like boasting and like and happy and was like telling Barbara you see what I did you see what I did like you know like I'm I'm being a person that cares about people you know kind of thing you know uh even though they had you know this expensive dinner you know, with the yogis and the shamans and all, like, you know, at the same time was like, look, we can validate ourselves as good human beings because we saved someone from drowning, type thing. Uh, and Jerry just, you know, was like, okay, well, we got it know I'm going to flip the script on you, again. Yeah?
1: yeah, I mean, again, Dave just feels like he's Midlife crisis, uh, but so yeah. So Dave, because he is so happy that he saved Jerry's life, he feels that that will help his wife uh, be more into him again. <laughs> that he decides to show Jerry the LA of of his world. So he takes him to a fancy restaurant, and then Jerry reciprocates by showing his showing Dave his world by taking him to the beach and they spend the night with other homeless folks and and get drunk with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know, he was he was living a life, you know. So but then again it's interesting, you know, with with this with this movie, it's kind of like, well, is it a tourism thing? You know, it's like, well, we know that Jerry is capable like he's capable of being in the same position that dave you know is in society right so like did it kind of like raise more questions about him even after the movie's over it's like you know is he just kind of like oh i'm just living this lifestyle as to to be off the grid for a while you know and if i want to re-enter into society i do have the intellect to like you know, get back in. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Right.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. I was just, I mean, it, people are homeless or houseless for a number of different reasons. We never really get Jerry's true story because he's so busy messing with everyone on why he's Uh, because he's not willing to find a job which they sort of imply um, that Jerry doesn't have a job because he's not willing to work but that there could be other reasons Uh, I feel like this maybe was just feeding into the Reagan era perception of people that don't have houses that they're lazy and not willing to go out there and find the work
0: yeah, but yeah, and I think that's what's really, I guess, interesting about Jerry's character because, like, he's everything. But when you get to know him, uh, <laughs> because he's pretty much like grifting or swindling, like a like a rich family.
1: Yes, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> he, <he's>, yeah. <laughs>
0: so I yeah but yeah I do yeah but definitely it's like, it was always those movies in the 80s that I was like oh yeah you know the yuppies are everything and if you're not that you, you're poor and you don't need to be in society you know? uh, I
1: mean we even had songs about it I mean Ace of Base All She Wants Is Another Baby is all about man. a woman Having children so that she can get government
0: hands and handouts. <laughs> yes, Lou. Yeah. Well, you tell me that. I that just blew my mind. I'm like, wow. Like, I could never listen to this song again. Like, I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should do a PSA on say with that song. <laughs> okay, random yeah, random PSA. I
1: can't. <laughs> A early nineties song, but still yeah. it was still eating into that Reagan era slash Bush time mm-hmm. before Clinton took office that handouts are bad.
0: Ah uh, yeah. Well yeah that's true. Yeah <laughs> there's plenty of movies out there, especially movies that uh portrayed that. But you know, yeah this is a yeah this is this is a different monster all again. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, oh, wait my hold on. I forget can't get to for can until all right, so little Richard actually wrote a song original song, if I'm not mistaken for the soundtrack.
1: He did. I think he also plays it in the movie,
0: yes, right, that's the one that was the way he was playing during this the, the crazy third act that involves. Uh, Santa Claus, Chinese investors, um, who else is in there? Mariachi bands, and um, it was it was, a, it was someone else in that party. I was like crazy. So yeah, you I will give that one away. Uh, yeah, this that, is crazy. Oh, so yeah, he did the song for you know the downtown Beverly Hills, and it's interesting, like how the movie bookends Once in a Lifetime from. A, talking heads like like yeah that, it,
1: it's the opening credit and the closing credit have that that song playing yeah
0: <laughs> yeah which kind of like punctuates the movie <laughs> yeah yeah I mean if you listen to the song yeah, you know, it's I still I, I can figure out maybe 30% of that song the rest I still don't know what he was talking about uh, <laughs> yeah um, anyway so are uh stuck on the tarmac uh rating for this particular episode goes as follows uh butt down on the couch. This is a great view. You will definitely not waste your time on it. Uh put your shoes on, kind of play going outside. Like I'd rather dust do some laundry. I might pop in and look at a scene here and there, maybe not, who knows? Uh and Put it, or actually going outside, like I'll rather go outside, you know, having an obnoxious sneeze on me, and I have illegal fireworks go through my guts before I watch this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like having this movie on in the background is fine. There's not a whole lot of action. There's a whole lot of talking. So for me, sitting down and watching it just sort of felt sort of tedious. Um, <laughs> Um, It was fun watching it to, like, see Los Angeles and Beverly Hills and and Venice Beach and just be like, hey, I've been to those places. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's available on Prime Video to rent. So you can definitely rent it if you're interested. But I would wait for it to be streaming free someplace. Um, last month it was was on HBO. It's not on HBO
0: Okay, anymore. I know it wasn't in my imagination. I'm like, I could have sworn this was on HBO Max like, like three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was different because it was something that HBO kept suggesting to me based on my algorithm, mm. uh, but it, it's not not on there, so you do have to rent it on Amazon if you want to check it out.
0: Oh, gotcha. Uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a sit down for me just to kind of get another laugh out of it. And, you know, if, if anything, you have to sit down when Little Richard come out and do his thing. And I mean, yeah, like yeah,
1: I, yeah there's a scene where like the cops get called to the white men's. House because I think that it's being broken into, and, and like the SWAT shows up, and the, the canine unit shows up, and little Richard comes out and he goes, My house was broken into last week, and none of you guys showed up.
0: <laughs> no helicopters, no dogs. I mean, yeah, she, he was he was going off. because uh, you know, it's a little Richard. this is just so like surreal. Every time I see him on screen in this movie. Like wow, that's a little richer, like cursing out Richard Dreyfus on the lawn. <laughs> like this movie is pretty freaking epic. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that movie. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it's it's worth it's worth the sit down to me. <laughs> it's fine. Um, either way, it's an '80s entry that you know you would definitely get some laughs out of, and you know just seeing. The 80s stars do the 80s thing, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't 80s cringy, right? Like,
1: No, absolutely not. I mean, I know last week when we reviewed Lucas, we talked about um, a lot of cringy 80s stuff, Um, but besides sort of. Stigmatizing homeless people in this movie, um, and and they do a couple of stereotypes, like they do the the neighbors that are from the Middle East, mm-hmm. uh, and all of the women are in hij- hijabs, um, and they they like Little Richard there to make fun of the black stereotypes, and he's calling it out, mm-hmm. not necessarily like making fun of it, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it's not as cringy as a lot of other '80s movies. All right. You do have an older guy sleeping with a teenage girl, but she's 19, so it's, I guess it's not statutory rape. But um, she's still young compared to him.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's, it's okay, so we could assume that maybe she was a uh, either sophomore or junior in Cotton University. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Uh, All right. That's, yeah, that's like 20-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I was just thinking, like, yeah, well, it's, I don't think it was anything like that. Uh, yikes. In movie. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, check it out. Down and Out in Beverly Hills and listen to the Down and Out in Beverly Hills soundtrack, you know, Blue Riches is on it. Uh. So, until Tuesday, we wish everyone safe physical, distance again.
1: Get your vaccines. Yes. Peace.